Oh, yeah. Rocking across the USA. Rocking across the world. Welcome aboard, gang. Helping you to feel more alive in every area of your life. David Essel in the box with you right now. And every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Broadcasting live on Studio E in Los Angeles, California. XM Satellite Radio 246. And we are streaming... Absolutely free if your friends have not picked up their XM subscription yet. Let them know that they can listen to this very show live at talkdavid.com. And every show we do is archived. There's thousands of hours of shows at talkdavid.com that you can go ahead back and, uh, and take a look at. We are very happy and proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Our toll-free number, one 800 Pure positive talk as we celebrate 22 years in the business doing exactly what we're doing right now. We want to thank everyone who's taken the time to tune in with us and to hang out with us and to learn a little more about life. In the first hour, we talked about, well, first of all, we had my dad on at Essel talking about what it's taken to be married, happily married, as we both said, for 63 years, bless his heart and soul, my mom and dad, Ed and Pat Assel, for a uh, great role model for me. Absolutely. <laughs> and he was funny. I said, hey, you know, there's still a good chance that I could be married for 63 years when I find that person, right? And he goes, yeah, if you live to be 150. <laughs> oh, my dad's sense of humor. And then we went to uh, Julie Simon. Julie Simon. Talking about emotional overeating, you can listen to that interview. Uh, last, Jan Spiller was talking about uh, astrology right now. Between now, tonight, and 3 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow morning is the most powerful time of this month to write down your affirmations, your wishes, your goals, your dreams on paper. So you can go back and listen to that archive show coming up in just a couple minutes We've got J.B. Glossinger coming back, author and the founder of MorningCoach.com. We are going to talk about a topic with J.B. that is so crucial, so important, and that is how do you keep a positive, strong mindset during tragedy, like the Oklahoma double tornado tragedy affected so many people? How do you stay strong? Or maybe you're going through a divorce right now. Or maybe you're battling an addiction, or maybe you're struggling financially or in your career, and you see that your attitude starts to wane, right? JB is an expert in this, man. He is going to give us some ideas and thoughts on how we can keep the boat in alignment while we're going through the rough seas. So I'm very much looking forward to this. I mentioned a minute ago, don't forget that all of our shows are archived. So there's no reason that uh, if you come in halfway through the, the, the three-hour show and you go, oh, my, I wish I could have heard this, or, or, you know, my wife really needs to hear what JB has to say about attitude, or I have friends in Oklahoma, for heaven's sake, that could benefit from this. All of this will be archived tonight, no later than 10 o'clock, so you can check it out at, at talkdavid.com. So JB is someone who's really interesting. Here's a guy that went from doing big numbers financially, right, in the corporate world, to deciding to go out on his own, become an author, do the work he's doing now in the uh, world of personal growth. But when you think about someone making that transition and doing what they love, most of us think, well, you know, they're just lucky because they were able to get through it. But do you know that every successful person I've ever interviewed, including JB, 
who we'll talk to in a minute, once they made that tr- tr- the transition to do what they love, they've all gone through some type of intense challenge. JB did the same thing. Remember, he told me last time he was on the show, he ordered like 20,000 books, and all of a sudden, one day, his wife comes home, and the whole house was filled with books, and then the question is, how the hell do we sell those? JB, am I close? Is that, about, is that close to being the right story? That is the right story. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> and and you wake up, JB, one day, and you go, what the heck did I do this for, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like, is this the right direction? You know, I thought the universe was pulling me the right. I watched The Secret ten times. I thought this is what it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God, I love it. Exactly. And, and, and then all of a sudden... JB, let, let's go back to that day. So you already have 20, was it 20,000 books that you ordered? <laughs> no, it was actually about $40,000 all total with website and book. Uh, oh, my together. God. And uh, like I, the, the funniest thing was, and I, this is a, what I remember more than anything, was the, the, the truck driver calling and saying, do you have a forklift? I'm in <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I've bought books from Amazon before. You know, how many is 3,000 books? It can't be that many, you know? Right, right, <laughs> and right. And I pulled up, and I'm like, I don't have a forklift. And he's like, well, I'm not taking these books off of here. <laughs> so I went into manual labor mode, and we filled the living room, the garage. We had books everywhere in the house. So oh, was- oh, my. Oh, that is amazing. That is just amazing. And and what was it like when you realized you had all this product, and then you had to somehow sell it to make your money back? Um, it didn't happen that easily, did it? No, it was devastating. I mean, it was, uh, it, you know, I, you know, after my mom bought a book and a couple friends bought books, I mean, literally, <laughs> I think I sold three of them. And uh, right. it, it, it was a disaster. I mean, there's no better way to say it. I mean, you think, wow, you know, you, you write this book, everybody's going to love you. It's going to be great. It's this awesome experience. And it just wasn't, you know, one week yeah. goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by, four weeks go by, and the hope just dissipates every week, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, did I make the right decision? Did I make the right choice? This isn't working. And and it's just, it, it really, you know, as humorous as it is, and it is funny, but it's really <laughs> scary when you're going through that. It got real dark yeah. there, you know, and yeah. it's like, I didn't know what to do, to be honest with you. And it, it, hit, it hit the ego. It hit the financial pocketbook. It hit self-worth, self-value, everything, all at once. And when when you hit that dark spot, now, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a motivational guy, a motivational author hitting a dark spot, and people think we don't get there, JB, but you and I know differently, as as well as everyone else that I've ever interviewed, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, all those guys go through their dark spells as well. What was it, JB, that got you the inspirational, motivational guy? What was it that got you out of that dark spot? Really, and, and this is from my heart, and it's a couple times, and it's a pretty dark place. I personally believe it was the conditioning that I got from reading the, the, all the books that I've read, from listening to all the MP3s, by, by listening to like your show, and just getting as much positive information that I could subconsciously. Because consciously, it wasn't there. It wasn't right. there. I mean, I, I was willing. I mean, so many times I wanted to give up. But in the back of my mind, it just, I knew. And I knew because of the biographies that I've read, you know, all the great masters, the Napoleon Hill, the Tony Robbins, all the stuff from years ago that just really sunk into my mind. And, and it, it, it just was something that kept me going. And I think that, that conditioning that I got from all those books and all those MP3s and tapes, they used to be tapes when I used right. to them, yes. you know, that all just came through. It all came mm. through, and, and it got me through those that dark, it was really about a year and a half, almost two years. 
Wow. That's a long time. And I, I bet at the time it probably felt like six or seven lifetimes, I'm sure. Oh, it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, it's just second-guessing yeah. yourself. You know, and I think we've all had that time when you look in the mirror and negative things are happening and you're kind of looking back at yourself. And, and I remember those days. Like, yeah, you know, like yesterday, it's like, I, I, I can't believe this. You know, I, I thought this yeah. was supposed to work, you know, and then your friends are saying, you know, what are you doing? You know, your family, you know, and thank God I had a wonderful, you know, wife who stuck with me. But the other day, everybody else is kind of questioning and, and everybody's positive, but yet they're in the back of their mind. You know, they're saying, you know, what, what, what are you doing? You know, right. and that's a tough time. It's a tough time. Yeah. Now, out of all of this, fascinated enough, J.B. Glossinger actually created MorningCoach.com. And J.B., you know what's really what's really fascinating is that when you read the endorsements of people, and, and how many people do you have following that MorningCoach.com? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about giving you daily inspiration. How many people now are involved with you with that? Well, we've got a great Facebook community of 70,000 plus people now, which is just awesome. And then we have wow. a huge membership base. We're in 100 plus countries now in our paid membership base, which is which is pretty exciting. Really, exciting. That's, a, that's, that's incredible. Five years. Five yeah, years, that's, so. I mean, that's, Very holy cool. crap. L- listen, we're going to come back with JB. We're going to talk about some more things about how to help people stay on that positive path. But check out MorningCoach.com. Check it out right now, MorningCoach.com. Find out everything that he's doing to help inspire this world to go to the next level. I'm David Essel. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-8255. Back in a moment. Stay right there. across the USA. David Essel alive. Welcome aboard. Hey, I am so happy that you've chosen to give a few minutes of your time to Positive Talk Radio for a change instead of uh, your other options out there, which will remain nameless. We all need to be, as J.B. Glossinger, my guest just said, we all need to be tapping in to the programs that are available that feed the brain versus destroy the brain and that's a choice. 1-800-548-8255. J.B. Glossinger, author and founder of MorningCoach.com, which I highly recommend you visit, MorningCoach.com, for your daily dose of inspiration. J.B., one of the things I wanted to talk about, you found a way to come back from something that was that could have torn you down, could have destroyed your marriage with a business decision. And then we look at like what happened out in Oklahoma, back-to-back tornadoes, loss of lives, careers, homes. I mean, amazing. You find people that are, are returning wedding photos from like 25, 30, 40 miles away. The tornado took it. People's lives just totally shattered. And some of our listeners may be sitting there, and maybe they weren't involved with that tragedy, but they're going through their own personal tragedy of addiction or divorce or bankruptcy, how is it that someone that's going through something as horrendous as those tornadoes, what would you recommend, JB, would be a step, the very first step, let's say, that could be taken, you're homeless, you're living in a hotel, you're living with friends, to try to keep the mind straight? Well, I, I think the first thing that you have to really recognize is, is you have to keep it real. And what I mean by that is if something has happened, 
you have to face that reality. You just can't get positive, and sometimes I say cheesy positive, where it's all right, it's all right, and you just start doing affirmations, it's okay. No, it's right. not okay. You know, it's not okay. Something just tragic happened. Something bad happened. And you know what? It's okay to have some time where you allow that to happen, okay, and you allow that to be. And I think you need that. I think you need to be able to grieve a little bit and let it out. Now, with that being said, I also feel that we're much stronger than we realize. People are survivors. Humans are survivors. We have that in our DNA. Yes, it's changing a little bit as things get easier and easier for us, but at the end of the day, we're survivors. So we need to give ourselves some time to really let that sink in what happened so that reality can, you know, ground you and you can be grounded in reality that I just lost my home or I'm going through a bankruptcy or I just had a divorce. And the last thing you want to do is self-medicate or, you know, run into the victim mentality where all of a sudden you're a victim and it's like, uh, why did this happen to me? What was me? But you still need to be grounded in. You know what? That just happened. It's yeah. not a good thing. Now, so when you're saying when you're talking about facing reality, you're saying that it's important maybe even to feel in the beginning that anger or maybe even to feel why me in the very beginning. I think in the beginning, yes, you've got to have some of that emotional drain. You've got to let some of that go. Otherwise, you're just kind of covering up with like a fake positive. Right? And it's going to be OK. It's going to be all right. It will yeah. be OK. It'll be all right. But you know what? You just lost your home. So go ahead and cry a little bit. Go ahead and let that out. You know, recognize the fact you just got a divorce. You just went through financial bankruptcy. It was a rough stuff. Okay, maybe you need yeah. a couple of days to get through that, through that pain. And but but what I like to do is put a time limit on. So you mm. say, you know what? I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna spend the next week, and I really don't need to be positive right now. I don't need the positive books. I like I that. Days, I like I that. Don't need JB, you know, mm. I need some time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, JB. Let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do need our show and your morningcoach.com. Okay, but besides that, they can let everyone else go, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know what I'm saying? You just cut off from a lot of things and just find yourself and ground yourself. That's the main yeah. thing. And, you know, give yourself a week. Give yourself two days, three days. You know, you just went through something. And then let that survivor come out because it will. Otherwise, you get stuck in your mind, and it really gets, it can, be, it can get really ugly. I really love this time limit. I love that a lot. So, so ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if you live in Oklahoma and you're listening, you have friends or family that live there, share this with them. If you live anywhere else in the world, our Canadian listeners, our European listeners, pick an amount of time that you're going to allow yourself to feel the victim, as JB says, to feel the anger, to, to feel the sadness, the grief, the shame, the guilt, whatever it is. Pick a period of time. JB, do you like when, when people are picking time, is there a limit? Like you would say, you know, I don't think it's really necessary to go past 14 days or 21 days in order to, to stay in that and mired in the discomfort. Is there a certain limit that you found? I think it depends on the, the nature of the situation. You know, losing a child, you need some time. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. You, know you need some time to mourn. You, you, you need your time alone. You don't need somebody calling you and telling you it's going to be okay every day. You know, it's just right. you need to mourn. You need to ground yourself in that situation. But, I, but you know, I wouldn't say mourn a couple weeks. You know, there's no reason to go past that. But just a little right. bit of time to be alone, to gather your thoughts, to, to let the reality of the situation hit in. So then you can change that reality. You get back to listening to you, listening to morning coach, whatever they normally do to get themselves back up instead of just trying to cover it up. That's what I see a lot of times is yeah. we, we 
try to cover it up, and you can't cover it up. It's a negative thing. It happened. That's life. And and guess what? We're all going to have negative things happen in our lives. Absolutely, absolutely. So we have we have taken the time to mourn. We have then bringing us back into the realm of reading books and listening to to podcasts or whatever. What what else could someone do to help them stay strong? Because some of these re- these things, these recoveries, can go on for a very long time. What would the third step be after the first two? You've got to dig inside and, and, and let that survivor come out. It's critical. You, you, you know, we've covered that up so much in modern society. But then the day, we're survivors, you know, and you've got to fight. You've got to feel that energy come through, and you've got to develop and look at the whys, the reasons that you're alive, your kid, the contribution that you're making to society. What are you, you – know, and, I mean, this is for all of us. We need to look at this yes. once in a while. But even people that are coming out of tragedy – you got to dig deep and, and find the reason why. you got to say, this is why I'm living. This is why I'm going to go out there and, and take this and turn it into a positive. I'm going to write my story. You know, my story is different than anybody else. But you know what? Somebody later down the line is going to go through just what I went through in Moore, Oklahoma, and I'm going to write my story how I got through this. And it's going to help on. them. You know, yeah. and if you, you focus on that, it, it's amazing how all of a sudden things start to shift. Hey, we've got about a minute left. At what point do we start to look at, JB, what the benefits of going through this tornado were, the benefits that I'm receiving, how I'm growing by going through this, this addiction recovery or this divorce? At what point do we start looking for the silver lining in all this tragedy? I think you always are doing that. I think that's part of the conditioning of getting and listening to your show every Saturday, you know, whenever they can, getting and listening to you, you know, listening to Morning Coach, because that, that happens naturally. That should be a natural occurrence where all of a sudden you start, instead of saying, woe is me, you're saying, why did this occur and how can I use this to help myself and other people? And that's a mindset. That's a consciousness. And that's a very powerful consciousness. That's a success consciousness, not only in a financial situation, but in a spiritual situation. So that should be occurring, you know, as, you know if you give yourself a little time on two, three days, but that should automatically be occurring. You should be automatically thinking, why did this happen and what can I do to make good from it? Yeah. You know, I got chills when you were talking about, you know, how this is helping me grow, how how I can take this and help others. I got chills because that is such a powerful mindset, JB. Yes. Yeah, and it changes. And as you know, anytime you take the approach of helping others and teaching, you're giving. Metaphysically, a lot's going to come back to you. And just from the practical standpoint, you're going to get through because that survivor is going to come out of you. That's what, that's what a survivor does. A survivor helps others. You know, and in any tragedy, whether it's the, in Boston, you saw the people. They ran up. Right. The bombs are going off. They ran up. That was the survivor coming out. They didn't know what was going on. You know, and we all have us in us. That's not in just few of us. Everybody has that. But we've got to get conditioned to flip that switch to say, I'm going to help other people. Visit MorningCoach.com. This is JB's birth baby. This is what's inspiring thousands of people from around the world every day, ladies and gentlemen. MorningCoach.com. Join it. Sign up. Get the inspiration, wisdom, and intelligence of JB so that you can rock on in your life. JB, it was great having you back, my man. We'll do it again. Thanks, brother. It's always awesome. Everybody, make sure you're here. Listen to David as much as you can. (laughs) Thank you, JB. More to come, gang. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
Ah, yeah, baby, I need your love. 1-800-548-8255. Intoxicating love, right? 1-800-548-8255. Hey, this is a chance right now, while we're rocking in the music in the background, call me. Do you have a question? This is free coaching on the air. Do you have a question? Is there something going on in your life that you're not sure how to move through? Is it a a personal relationship issue? Is there something with your career, finances? Is there a health challenge, an addiction challenge? Is there some kind of block in your spiritual path that you want to get to the next level, but you're not sure how to do it? Call us. Let's talk. You can use an anonymous name, anonymous city. We don't care. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. This is your chance to get on the line, talk with me one on one at no charge. That's the best thing about this, right? There is no charge for these three hours, baby. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. I look forward to talking to you, and and don't forget, all of our shows are archived. All the great guests we have on, you can go back and listen at any time you want at talkdavid.com. Um, for, don't forget to to like us on Facebook, David Essel Alive. Just just go to Facebook, David Essel Alive page. Our David Essel page is full, so we can't do anything there. But our David Essel Alive page, like us, we give free motivational tips, stories, videos, seven days a week. Check all of that out. If you want to listen to this show live on your smartphone, on your iPhone, your Android, whatever you might have, go to and join our text club. Go to talkdavid.com. Click on the XM link. And on that page, you'll see Join Our Text Club. When you join the text club, every Saturday at 6.06, you'll get a text from us. Scroll down the text, and there will be a link to listen to the show live on your phone. You don't have to be in your car. You don't have to be at your house. You don't have to be on your line at your computer. You can listen to us on your smartphone. Just go to talkdavid.com, click on the XM Radio link, archive link and you will see the directions on how to do that right there 1-800-548-8255 we got a ton of emails in i'll be sharing one right here about religion and love this woman wrote in about how she's in a relationship with someone that has a different religious past she's wondering if she can make it she wants not just my opinion, but she wanted to know if there's any listeners out there. We'll get to that. The XM radio team, I want to thank Will Wilkerson and Nathan Staten in the studio here in Los Angeles, California. April Leary, guest producer, Lisa Mitchell, brand manager, and Nancy Hill, social media manager. They all rock. And without them, I would not be here at all. Uh, I want to share that there was a study out of Japan. I've talked about this before because one of my books, which is free on our website, is called The Power of Focus. If you don't don't have it yet, go to talkdavid.com, download it. It's available in eight different downloadable functions, so no matter how you want it, you can get it, okay? It's absolutely free. There's nothing that you lose by getting it. When I think about focus and I think about myself, I will tell you that I am a huge fan of staying focused in life. And I also know that one of the ways that I do in the studio during the show, like right now in front of me, I have lemongrass oil, essential oil. Now, it has to be 100% pure essential therapeutic grade oil to give you the benefits I'm going to tell you in a minute. Lemongrass, to me, is one of those energizing, focusing, essential oils. 
These oils are unbelievable. There's been studies done about how powerful they are, how effective they are in helping us to heal. Lemongrass, to me, lifts my spirits, lifts my mood, helps me to focus. I'm going to give you, in a minute, a website to go to to check out all of the oils with Dr. Michelle Brown. These therapeutic, essential-grade oils are phenomenal. In study in Japan, a study was done showing people doing um, repetitive tasks on a daily basis that when they used the essential oil of lemongrass, they ended up making fewer mistakes, staying highly focused during their work shift. Listen, it happens when I'm writing. It happens while I'm on the air. It happens during my coaching sessions. I love essential oils. And let me give you the website, drbrownsoils.com. That's drbrownsoils.com. Go there, drbrownsoils.com. But the website is really easy, drbrownsoils.com. They are pure, therapeutic-grade essential oils certified to be as effective as possible in helping you to lead the most incredible life you could ever imagine from a healing focus, peace of mind, stress-free existence. Dr. Brown's oils. Check it out. Dot com. Um, so here's the question. And this, th- this person has sent this question in so many times. I have to read it. Six months ago, you discussed the topic with several callers about religion and love. I had no idea then I'd be in this position. I'm uh, 44, dating a man 58, who is so amazing, yet our spiritual paths are extremely different. He loves uh, prayer and meditation, but does not go to church, nor will he ever, he has told me. I go to church every week and never imagined Easter, Christmas, and every Sunday going alone. Do we have any chance of making it? Do you and your listeners have advice? Should I stay and accept this, or should I go and find a man who will be a part of this important daily function. It's a huge part of my life. Other than that, I've never loved anyone deeper than him. 1-800-548-8255. What do you think about that? What would you tell this person? Would you tell her she's in a position where she's never been in love more than with this man? Would you tell her to um, stay and just to figure out the church thing on her own? Would you tell her that even though it's a great love relationship, that you, if, if religion and church is so important to you every Sunday, all the holidays, you're going to have to go alone. What would you think? Have you been in a similar situation before? Have you been in this kind of a situation where you, you love someone, but their religious path was different? Did you stay? Did you go? Did you figure it out? He won't compromise. She said this several times in the email. He will not compromise. He doesn't go to church, nor will he ever, he has told me. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. How would you help her out? What would your advice be? If you have been there, did you go or did you stay? Is it okay to put church ahead of love? Like, would you put your religious beliefs ahead of being deeply in love with someone? Love doesn't come along all, all that often, does it? Real love, deep love, sincere love, safe love. That doesn't come along all that often. What would you do in that circumstance? 1-800-548-8255. Just got a text in that says, absolutely, find someone else to go to church with. Stick with your man. I love that. I love that answer, as a matter of fact. 
Find someone else to go to church with. Stick with your man. Do you agree with that? And that was all in in caps, I want to tell you. The text came in all bolded in caps. Our text is 941-266-7676. 941-266-7676. Absolutely find someone else to go to church with. Stick with your man. What do you think about that? If you were in a situation where you had something outrageously as passionate as your spiritual or religious path, and it meant that you went through organized religion functions at a church, and your lover, maybe your future husband or wife, said they would never go, which means you're going to either go with someone else or be by yourself, would you go? Would you stick with this person and go by yourself to all these amazing church functions, Christmas, Easter, whatever it might be? Or would you say, you know what, that's way too important to me. I want to marry a partner. I want to have a partner that will be with me at all of these functions. That's one of the beautiful things about being so deeply religious is that I want my partner to be on the same path. Is that the route you would go? 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Chuck in New England. Chuck, you're out with David Essel. Hey, long time, man. How you been? Hey, it's, I'm doing great. It has been a long time. What, what do you, what's on your mind? All right, so... Uh Call in with an anonymous name from an anonymous city, okay? So if you do that, then you're automatically hiding behind your problem. The best way to to solve your problem is to take the first step, take down all the walls and defenses, and just face it head on. So if you call in, use your real name, your real city, unless it's a dire situation. That's the first step to inner healing for your problem. Ah, being vulnerable. (laughs) This woman with religion... Uh, you know, being an issue, rule number one to relationships, never dictate what you want from the other person for a healthy relationship. If you want Uh. your significant other to go to church with you, then you are trying to get that person to fall into a mold of your choosing, and that's inherently damaging and destructive to the individual. So if you need to respect him, you know, as you love him, in his definition and perception of religion, and then I think you'll be just fine. So, Chuck, what you're saying is is that that true unconditional love would be to say, I respect your decision not to go to church with me, and that is okay. Yes, because if she wants... If she has a criteria of, uh, you know, this person, my lover, my spouse, whatever, needs to go to church with me, you know, then you're putting them into a box, and it it Mm. just doesn't work that way. Yeah. (laughs) So Yeah, well, and you know, yeah, go right ahead. Okay, that being said, um, I have had numerous problems trying to talk to my wife about touchy subjects. Um, and one of the things that she does is she gets upset that she says, I, you know, I, this is pissing me off. I don't want to talk about this anymore. And she walks away. And so I have tried every single different angle. I have tried getting her when she's had a couple of drinks, getting her right when she wakes up in the morning, getting her just before she goes to bed, you know, kind of a thing. And whenever it's touchy, if she don't want to talk about it, then she shuts me down, and she just walks away from the conversation. Help me, David. <laughs> okay. Chuck, what can I, I do sort of tie her to a chair, you know? <laughs> I would tie her to the bed. Never a chair, always to the bed, Chuck. <laughs> hey, hey, that's private, David. You're not supposed to know that. I mean, <laughs> okay. I it's really hard to get to talk yeah. to her 
intimately about a lot of these touchy subjects and get her to understand my feelings because my feelings are either opposite and it upsets her and that she don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, okay, so Chuck. what do I do? How do I do this? I have one idea for you. You may have already tried it, but if not, I would give this a shot. I would either do it in writing or an email as a introduction to the conversation that you'd like to have. In other words, what we're doing is we're setting up the chances of success to be much higher because we're preparing that person for what we're about to say. Chuck, stay on. Listen, Keep listening to the show. We've got to go to a break, but when I come back, I'll continue answering it. If you can hang on the line, great, or just listen to the radio. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. I'll be answering Chuck's questions and yours as well when we come back. I'm David Essel, TalkDavid.com. Stay there. <laughs> when you're ready, come and get it, baby. I just love that. 1-800-548-8255. When you're ready, come and get it. 800-548-8255. We just had a caller, Chuck, um, that had to leave us, but I wanted to answer. And in a, in, a, in, a, in a replay here, Chuck had said that there are certain things, and this is so common in relationships, isn't it? That when you want to discuss that are either highly sensitive or our partner has the opposing point of view, that when we bring up these conversations, and Chuck said he's tried it all kinds of different times a day, after she had a few drinks, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, whatever it might be, that it's not working. And the one thing that we have seen in 25 years of our work with clients is the written word often can break down walls that the verbal spoken word never could. And why is that? Number one, the verbal spoken word often puts a person on defensive right away because they are uncomfortable already with the topic, whether we're talking about sex or politics or raising our kids a certain way or how we spend money, whatever it is, right? So the verbal word, the person goes, oh my gosh, this is something. So their their, uh, subconscious kicks into play. This is something I don't like. This is something we can't discuss openly. This This is whatever. And they go defensive. If we first try to approach our partner with the written word, it could be a note, a letter, an email, whatever works, a text, whatever works best for the way you communicate. And please don't do this in a way that they hate to communicate, right? Like, I am not a text person at all. And it's funny because even though I have a text club and texting is the world, it's not with me. So if someone wants to communicate with me and they do it via text, there's a darn good chance they're not going to get a good response. You know, I mean, if you email me or call me, bam, I'm right on. But see, no one texts me other than the show. When we go through all the stuff we get to text, we get for the show. Of course, I'm going to answer those on the air because this is my work. But off, if someone wanted to talk to me about something very sensitive, I'll read an email. I'll read a letter. I'll listen to a voicemail even. But the best thing in the world is to put it in writing because this, first of all, allows them to, if they feel defensive, at least you're not standing there. It also allows them to process the information. But how we start that note of correspondence and how we end it is crucial. 
It's it's like in public speaking. When I teach people how to become good public speakers, it's like your opening line and your closing line better be killer. You better be able to grab attention and keep attention and have them remember something about you with your opening and closing line. It's the same thing in communication with our partner. Like if you open up with just the honesty, honey, I know this is a topic that we really struggle we really struggle talking about, but I'm going to ask you to please read this with as open of a mind as you can. You know, like something very soft, something welcoming, something, I'm, I, you know, if there's a different way that I can write this, let me know after you read it. And then we state whatever it is that we want to state. The cool thing about writing, too, though, is that when you write it, hold it for 24 or 48 hours. Reread it. Say, okay, I know how he or she usually responds to this topic, so can I make this even softer? Go and reread the email, the text, or the letter again, the note again, before you give it to them. And then the next thing is I would give them space. I would say, you know, it's Wednesday. You're reading this on Wednesday. I would really love to pick a time on Sunday afternoon to talk about it. It's like, oh, my Lord, we have just given them permission to think for several days. We aren't putting the pressure on them for to listen to something they may not want to hear, to respond to something they may not want to hear. So we've taken all of the pressure off of them, which to Chuck and everyone else out there in the world listening right now, which gives us the best chance of opening communication. There's no guarantee, but these tips will give us the best chance. Okay. Hey, and don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that you can listen to all of these XM shows that we do, all these amazing interviews, your great calls, everything else, archived, talkdavid.com, thousands of hours, talkdavid.com. Check it out. Fill your brains all week long with really awesome information. Uh, join our David S. Live Facebook page. Just like it. Um, oh, here's a, this is a big one that just came in. I, I will never tell my husband of the short affair I had years ago, but occasionally the guilt comes back really strongly. How can I release it? Number one, write. I'm going to tell you guys the answer to everything in the world is writing. Okay. Why, why the experience? Write about why you had the experience. Uh, what resentments did you have against your husband? Because 99% of, of affairs are about resentment. It really is. Is that like, I'm going to prove my independence. I'm going to get back at them for this. Now, now, Resentments are not conscious. They're often very subconscious. Um, but why the experience? Why the resentment? Why the resentment that led you to having an affair? Uh, what is the guilt that you're feeling? Write about it. Ask for forgiveness. You don't have to ever give it to them, but write the letter asking for forgiveness. Know that you're forgiven immediately if you have a spiritual path by stopping the activity, admitting you are wrong to do it, and asking your partner for forgiveness. Even if it's all just in the written word, you're already forgiven. And then be the extremely best partner you could ever be from this second forward. That's what we need to do. And us, and you know, listen to this again when when we archive it later on tonight. Uh, listen to what I, the advice I just gave because it works. We've been doing this for a very very long time. It works. Um, Please settle an argument, my boyfriend says, that running shoes should feel great in the store. I think they often feel like boxes in the store, and then when you break them in, uh, they feel great. Who's right? Well, honey, your boyfriend is. Uh, years ago, you would have been right. But they have devised new ways of, of making running shoes with something called the last, L-A-S-T, uh, that runs along the bottom of the shoe. The last should be flexible. So when you're in the store, it should feel comfortable. Now, years ago, this wasn't the case. Years ago, you bought a shoe that felt like a box, but 10 miles into running on them, they felt great. Not anymore. The shoe should feel comfortable in the store.
Sorry, your boyfriend wins. Okay. Um, my boss told me my communication skills are underdeveloped. He wants me leading weekly meetings to groom me for advancement. What do I do to improve? That's awesome. Oh, my God. Your your boss is saying, I am going to groom you to advance into this new position. What do I do to improve? Number one, look at a local college for a public speaking course. Um, number two, join Toastmasters. Toastmasters is free in every city across America. Number three, we teach public speaking one-on-one via Skype all over the world. So contact me at talkdavid.com. I'd love to help you out. And remember, the whole purpose of this show is to help you feel the song behind my voice, to help you feel like titanium, unbreakable. I want more than anything, as you listen to our show, listen to our guests, listen to the archives, to create such a powerful space in your mind. Always be bold, be strong, be positive. Until next week, I'm David Essel. Rock on.